So we are moving on to the next set of brachos. Again, the order I'm actually not going to discuss what comes first. But in the morning, we make an Asher Yatsar and we make an Elokai Neshama. So, the, um, first of all, this, uh, the idea we make an Asher Yatsar, it says it, in the chum, it says it in the Siddur, but we also are supposed to say it at home. So the, the Shulchan Aruch already points out that if you're making it at home because you use the facilities, so then you're not going to make it again in Shul. Um, we get to Shul, we make an Elokai Neshama. I should have brought a Siddur with me. Why did I not bring one? Because I just didn't. Then you make it as well, but the point is that it's part of davening. It's not it's not instituted to make it as part of davening. Rather, you should say it at home. There's a d- bit of a discussion which we're not going to get into. Is it better to wait till you go to shul? But we're going to assume for now you make an ashayatz, you make a lekain neshama, which are two uh, uh, amazing. Uh, I think really uh, thank, thank you so much. Really uh, powerful brachos. So I would actually yeah make it then yeah thank you. Don't repeat it. Correct. Don't repeat it. Um, same, same thing with Alan Tzadai, which we discussed a few weeks ago. Okay. But what I actually want to discuss is a different, interesting din that emerges uh, in regards to these two brachos. And that is as follows. There's a Gemara in brachos, which I'm not going to get into the, the, uh, the, the major, I think, glaring question that, that's, that emerges from this Sigyon. But the Gemara is trying to figure out there are, we know the three brachos, four brachos, excuse me, in benching. There's Hazan, there's Noda, Rachem, and then the last bracha is called Hatova Hametim, instituted when they saw, when they came to Betar after the Barachofka revolt, and they found that the bodies hadn't decomposed in three years. They made this bracha Hatova Hametim, a long bracha. The Gemara says it's Durabanan. In, in the context of trying to figure out why it's Durabanan, the Gemara says it's very simple. The, the um, makeup of the bracha, if you will, the is not the regular uh, makeup of a regular bracha. It's not, it's not constructed, it's not written the same way. What's unique about it? So he says, very simple. Omer of Yitzhak bar Shmuel bar Marsa, Mishmedrav, the teda da tova metav lavda rice, it's clearly not the rice. Why? Share posech ba bibarach ain chosim bibarach. Kidetan. Kid opens with barach, it doesn't end with barach. Kidetanya, as we learned in a brisa, kolha brachas kulin. How do you, what's the, What's the standard template, if you will, of a bracha? What does a bracha include? What, is it, what must it have? It has to open with the baruch. It says, Baruch Ato Hashem, Elokeinu Melech Olam, and then whether it's a mitzvah, if it's not a mitzvah, we then jump right into what we're asking, we're praising God for. And, V'chosim Baba Baruch. Every bracha as well ends with baruch. Meaning, your typical bracha is baruch shamar, and it ends with, well, that's bad, that was a bad example. Your typical bracha starts with it does, but, but in the middle, that's why I don't want to go there. It opens with Baruch Atah Hashem, Melchon Hashem, Kitzvah, and Kitzvah, and Lassuk, with Divri Sorah, and ends with Asher Baruch Arban, excuse me. We have, um, uh, we have opened with Baruch and ends with Baruch. Most Baruchas begin with a Baruch. Kiddush opens with a Baruch and ends with a Baruch, right? That's your standard template. Chutz, um, with the exception of, the obvious, Birchas Aperos, your typical. Uh, Baruch you make on fruit, food does not does not open with a end with the baruch. It's in it's just you know bray pray eights. And then ubirchas and mitzvos as well as when you make brachos on mitzvos. So then it's uh, just you know that you should uh, I don't know you should uh, put on tzitzis lasatif atzitzis no ending of baruch Hashem baruch Hashem there as well. And then lastly is ubracha smuchel chaverta. If you have two brachos that are coming that are close to each other, so then we don't need to have 
opening in Baruch and ending with a Baruch. Or, for that matter, it can either open with a Baruch and then have no Baruch in, for the next Bracha. That's typically what, typically what happens. Two Baruch next to each other, you have a Bracha, and the next one does not have a Bracha. So think such as, um, well, the Gemara will give us examples, the Bracha Chodesh Mikrishma. Right? Ahava Rabbah does not, end of the Bracha doesn't open with a Bracha. Why? Because it's in close proximity to Yotzar Borechoshech. So if you start, what? Rogal Yisrael. So again, the, the rule seemingly is, and we have to figure out why, a bracha has to, the, form, the formulation of a bracha is opening with a bracha, ending with a bracha. There are some exceptions, a birchas aperos, birchas mitzvos, and anytime there's a bracha that comes in close proximity to another bracha, which kind of seems to imply that the, the, the exception is more than the rule. Right? Most brachas seemingly are not opening and closing the bracha, but again, the standard formulation of a bracha is going to be opening with a bracha, ending with a bracha. Okay. Why? What's going on here? And I think what we, I want to do right now is look at Rashi, look at Tosfos to try to really delve down into, and we'll see why I'm quoting this all now, to go into this a little bit. Why would, if the rule is you need to have opening with the baruch, ending with the baruch, so why would your standard baruch you made just now on your donut not end with the baruch? So it says Rashi, Birchaz Aperitz, Umitzvah, Pesach, Einu Chosev, Etayim Mefarish, Barabim Pesach, Mishum, Dekul Echad HaHodav, Ein Hefzik, Vain, Ein Hefzik, Techina, Odav HaAcher, Pesach. So Rashi says, very simple. When you have a bracha which is totally about, singularly, singularly focused on hoda, thank you God for giving me this, and there's no hefsik, there's no uh, break in, in middle where we're asking God for something. So then you don't, you, that, then you don't need to end with the baruch. Seemingly, Rashi seems to imply that when you need to open with the baruch and end with the baruch, and by the way, the other rule which is not mentioned here is, a bracha is always consistently opening on the same theme as it, it's ending in. Meaning to say, that maybe you, you'll get lost in the middle, you open with a baruch, and then you start talking about other things, start asking God for things, you forget what the intention of the bracha was, so you end closing it up, bookending it with almost like a summary. And this is what we're talking about. You know, you say, you, 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 say, you know, just turn the next page, you say, uh, right? As we learned previously, you're asking God or praising God, or in this case, talking about learning Torah. And then we start asking God for things. We make Torah sweet in our mouth, the female beyond places are all in the mouth of all the people, and our children, etc., etc., etc. What am I talking about? Ending off, Hamalam Bitarlamo Yisrael. When you teach the Torah to all the Jewish people. So when you, when, you, when you take time out of your bracha, you start asking God for things, so then you have to open with the baruch, end with the baruch. But it's very singular focus is praising God for things. Uh, there's no need to end with this. So that's what Rashi says. Um, okay. Then. Tosus comes along and says, no. Tosus says, that's not what's going on here. But rather, he says as follows. Because if you start looking through all the various brachos in our daily life, or weekly life, let's try to figure out when do we open with a baruch, when do we close with the baruch. Again, it's called the concept of the bracha simucha chaverta. When you have brachas next to each other, when do we go with each other? So he says as follows. He says, So first of all, he says as follows. We make it on the Tzlasidayim. We don't end on the with the bracha. And then we jump into Asher, then we jump into Asher Yatsar. And then he says, if you look at Asher Yatsar. Right. So he says, consider it on the Tzlasidayim and then Asher Yatsar. If we want to work with the assumption that a bracha smucha the two brachas next to each other, you don't need to open with a new bracha, like a Havarabah. So once you make it on the Tzlasidayim, why are you not opening Asher Yatsar? Why are you opening Asher Yatsar to the bracha? Just go on the Tzlasidayim and jump right into uh, jump right into the standard text of Asher Yatsar, Asher Yatsar, etc. 
Again, the two brachas are right next to each other. So Tosfos says, oh, because yes, in the sitter they're written next to each other, but it's conceivable, and how it happens often, you don't make Asha Yatsar along with the Tiyal Sadaim. But you could also have the Tiyal Sadaim, he says, Tosfos without Asha Yatsar. What if you don't go to the bathroom? What if you make an Alphonse Dime another time during the day, and therefore. Yes, but it could be. Let's see, what if you don't have to? What if you make an Anastasia dime? He's, he's focused more on making Anastasia dime some other point during the day. Anastasia dime, seemingly you can have it because you, a main function of it could be. I really, I think what I, I think. So I think, what do you say? You're not going to change it for dominant because they're independent brachas, but you might be saying other types of things. So I think that that's the key. The key is that sometimes you have brachas that there are times when we'll make it not in context because of some fluke. Sometimes you can have a bracha where, by institution of the bracha and by the by the, the purpose of the bracha, you can, it can exist totally separate from davening. Such as anatas we make when you when you eat bread. That's totally independent, separate from during davening. I'll give you an example. I was, was going to bring up later. Tefilas haderech. Tefilas haderech. We start with the hiratzon and end with the baruch. So everyone wants to know one minute why are we not open with the baruch? So the Mogan of Rama quotes the Marami Rutenberg, who says, you know what? Really, you should make it with a baruch, and therefore, you should eat something before you make the tzedarach. So you make a bracha on a, a granola bar, you're traveling, we, we travel, right? And then, eat your granola bar, and immediately then go and make the tzedarach, so that you open with a baruch. That's what he says. Because seemingly, he's very concerned, why is the tzedarach not made in the context of bracha? A bracha, there's no bracha smukha chavarki here. It's not, it's not coming next to the bracha. Making the tzedarach, you're getting on the plane, you haven't eaten at all. You haven't davened at all. You're not, it's not time for davening, Right? However, and this is just to get to this point, Rabbi Yonah and Brachos on the first page of Daphne Rif says, no, no, no. How do we end Tfilos Adarech? Shomea Tefila. And says Rabbi Yonah, um, do I have it, the actual quote here? Says Rabbi Yonah as follows, that Tfilos Adarech is really just an elongated Shomea Tefila, Shema Koleinu. It just happens to be in this particular Context, it's taken out of its normal context, and we say it over here because we're, we have this, uh, immediate, this immediacy because we're maybe in danger traveling on the road. But really, it's yeah, the opposite. Really, Tfil Sederach is really a Shemako Leinu. It's really found within the Shemones, right? It's just again, here we just removed it from its context because we tra- happen to be traveling, and therefore it's Ke'ilu Smuchel Chaverta. So that would be an opposite case. An opposite case. Okay. Says Tosus, let's go through a number of brachas, and this is, you'll see it comes up. Because what about Elkanah Shama? Elkanah Shama is not juxtaposed to. Uh, is, excuse me, is. So, Elkanah Shama, Ma'ina Pasecha Baruch, Dena Smukhalashi Yatsar. So, Kim, Kigon Im Lo Bab in the Kavim, the Yantaras, Ain Tarach Labarachashi Yatsar, Tarach Lama Hove, Ain Ba'ela, Hodab Alma. So, he's a new rule. It says as follows Elkanah Shama. You could conceivably have a case, as I've just mentioned. If you come to show you've you already washed your hands, because you decided to wake up early and, and, and learn, and you've been up for hours, done the yomi, and you, you've gone to the bathroom multiple times, you're not making an ashayatza or an anasasidayim in show. So why is the kind of shama jumping right into the brach without saying brachata Hashem? And he says, because again, it's sing, the singular focus is hoda. Just, it's about praise. Whenever it's a brach is solely about praise, there's no need for opening with a barach. Okay. We're going to come back to this. Um, then he says, we end with a bracha. Why? Because it's a longer bracha. Um, 
And he said, anytime you have a bracha that's a little longer, even if you don't open with a baruch, you can certainly close the baruch. It goes to a number of cases, which we, I don't have, we don't have to go through all of them now. Uh, okay, fine. I think the question really, though, we have to ask is, what is exactly does it, does it mean, smucha chaverta? What are we talking about? There's two ways to look at it. It could be that we're talking about, every time, anytime you have two brachos that are really one theme, so we, the way we show and demonstrate their one theme is that we don't put a brach in between. Right? That would, there's no better way of showing that than basically making it read like one long, one long text. One theme, one text. Alternatively, it could be, no, this is not a rule in the brachas itself, but rather it's just a, a law in Hilchas brachas that we don't need to say an extra baruch Hashem for whatever reason, because we can just attach this brach, we can hitch it to the previous bracha. So again, is it about when you have one theme, so then we allow you to not say baruch, or is it that once you're making a bracha either way, so why hitch it to the, so just hitch your next bracha to the previous baruch instead of saying an extra baruch Hashem? I didn't see anyone who said that. I mean, because we're talking, mean, that could be the lumdus. I don't know. So that, the, 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 he, I think when you meant Baruch Hotel, you meant saying God's name in vain. So again, I didn't see anyone who said that. But again, it seemingly, if you were to ask me, it, it seems to be, again, is it that it's one theme, so there's no better way to demonstrate that but having it read as one? Or is it we're just hitching it to the previous Baruch because why am I an extra Baruch What about, what about uh, does the, let's say, Kiddush has bread, you're going to make a mozi. Is that bracha at the, at the so, end of the davening? So, we'll, 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 we'll come to Kiddush soon. We'll come to Kiddush So, Tosvos, I think, really thinks it's about proximity. Because when you look through this Tosvos, what does Tosvos say? Tosvos asks about Asher Yatzar and Atil Now, these things are clearly in close proximity, but they're not about the same topic. Right? Tosvos has to go ahead and say, oh, be, he says it, we, don't, we have an extra baruch because it happens to be. You could you can think of a case where Atil Sadaim is not next to Asha Yatsar. What's his Havamina? What's his initial thought? Because in the Siddur they're next to each other, totally different things, but because they're next to each other, so just make it as one long bracha or smuchal chaverta. Again, Tosus has to have a reason why it's not. It's the reason why it's not is not because they're not next to each other, but rather because sometimes excuse me, the reason why it's not is not because in the Siddur they're not next to each other, but rather because sometimes they're not next to each other and it just doesn't apply. But it's not about they're about different themes. Right, Tosva could have easily said, "Why is Asher Yatzar and, and Anatel Sadaim? Um, why is there? Why do we open it with a Baruch? Why do we open Asher Yatzar with Baruch? It's Mufal Averta." He could have said, "Because it's two totally different topics." And so, no, the answer is the thesis. The thesis might be different, but that would still not be enough to, to warrant a new bracha. Rather, the reason is new bracha is because it's not in close proximity to each other. Follow. Um, next week we'll have to discuss in the context of Birchas Shachar. Not next, next week I'm away. The following context of Birchas Shachar. Um, but that I think is emerged from Tosvos. Um, interestingly, just we wrote a kiddish, so. Well, I was going to say within kiddish itself, we have we make a bracha on Hagafen, and then immediately make a bracha Asher Bachar. You know, Asher, my mind's a little asleep right now, but the bracha make on kiddish, right? Why do we need both of them? So the Yerushalmi, the Yerushalmi says as follows. This, this case can come up this year if you pass in this way. Let's say you are uh, drinking on Erev Shabbos. You have a meal on Erev Shabbos. You're not supposed to. Let's say you have a meal. Case okay, so it might be Purim Shcholios Erev Shabbos. And some people make the suda very early in the morning, which is probably the correct practice. And some people, they do what's called Paris Mapa Umakadesh. As they eat their suda, they get time for Shabbos Friday night. They put some uh, uh, tablecloth over their bread, pick up a cup of wine, and make Kiddush. Says Yerushalmi, in that case, you don't make an, you don't make a guffin. 
there's no need for hagafen. Why? Because you've made the hagafen earlier. All you do is you have to hold wine in front of you because wine, Kiddush requires wine, and just make Kiddush. Therefore, says Yerushalmi, seemingly what we can learn from here is, Kiddush and wine are not always, sorry, Kiddush and hagafen are not always coming together. Because they're not always coming together, therefore it's not considered bracha smucha Interesting. Now, if you want to really get technical here or delve into it, this might, this is the approach to the Yishama, this is not a universal approach. Where Salvechik quotes from his father the following. Salvechik quotes from his father the following. He says, I don't want to get into, I'm not going to get into now how it is, but effectively he understands the bracha of Kiddush is part of, the bracha excuse me, of Hagafen is part of Kiddush. It's part of Kiddush. It's not that this is a separate bracha we just because we have wine in front of us we have to make, but actually part of the Kiddush is a bracha on wine. There are many nafkaminas, I believe Rabbi Feldman has an article on this in one of his first farim, Rabbi Daniel Feldman, who just put out a new sefer this week if anyone wants to get it. This is a plug for it. If you're listening to Rabbi Feldman, you're probably not. Plug for your sefer. It's a very English book about haramas and halacha. He deals with all the different cases we have, uh, legal fictions, if you will. Heteriska, uh, selling chametz. Uh, what else does he deal with in there? Um, prenuptial agreement. All these different cases which seem to be workarounds in halacha, all in this book there. Very interesting book. I haven't got it yet, but I know it's interesting because he's been speaking about it a lot. Now, he's, he has an article with many nafkaminis, but one of nafkaminis he quotes from Chaim Salvechik. Let's say you're in a big ballroom and uh, you, they, they make kiddush, and you don't hear hagaf, you make hear the rest of kiddush. Chaim said you have to, you, you weren't yotzei kiddush at all. And you weren't, once Hagafim, you weren't to Kiddush all because part of the Takana of Kiddush was Hagafim. Okay, that's one approach. Yushalmi seems to say, no, since you can have it separately, therefore, by the way, this would be another you have to make Hagafim on parts of Makadish, therefore, it's, it's considered not smooth Chaverta, and we, that's why we open the Kiddush itself with a Baruch as well. Okay. Um, um, Okay, fine. For the, Ram, for the Ramban and the Ran, they seem to think, I was going to go through another piece, which, but I realized it's better for now. I want to say for next week about, well, we're going to part two a little bit. Next week we'll talk about Birch Shachar. But the Ramban and the, the Rambam and Ramban seem to think it's only when it's one Indian. It's one idea, one topic, one thesis. Then you connect it together, even if there's a huge break. The case will be as follows. Um, Yishtabach does not open with did not open with a baruch. Why not? But Tosus already admits this as well, because Yishtabach is going back to Baruch Shamar, which is why we have to be so careful not to speak during Pesukah de Zimra. Not just because you're not supposed to speak in davening in general, we shouldn't speak in davening, but speaking in Pesukah de Zimra, it's as if you're speaking in, between, in the middle of a bracha. It's as if you say, Baruch Hashem, hey, who won last night? Pray, pray, it's. That's jarring. Well, just because it's very long doesn't mean it's not, it should be, it should be just as jarring, because the baruch of our baruch shamar is really covering the baruch, what should be a baruch by Yishtabach. That's what he says. The Ramban and Ramban say as well and this, um, that Seder night, Seder night, we, um, we jump right into the um, Yahalucha, we jump right into, into Halal. At the end of the Seder, we don't open with a baruch. We just say Yahalucha. Meaning we close with the baruch of Yahalucha, we don't open with it. Why not? So they say that the um, the Baruch of that we say on the second cup, that's where the Baruch of Halal. There's a huge break in between. We're even, we're even, uh, we're even, even after the first two. You say the Halaluka and Beis uh, Yisrael. Correct. And then you say that Baruch. Which? Okay. 
So it's a little out of order. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. I'm, we're not, we're not going to get into that now. But it could be that maybe you don't need a big bracha on it. Other, another approach. But according to this, one can possibly say because it's one Indian, even if it's not next to each other, but it's coming, you know, within the framework of each other. That's why you wouldn't need to say it. I'm trying to remember. So I didn't said that. I'm trying to remember if anyone does say that. I don't. I don't you're recall. Yeah, but those interruptions are not considered hefsek. Same way, necessarily. Right. Okay. But if you did, do you have to make a new one? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. If you're saying that the, the whole thing is that one bracha, and therefore you don't say a bracha at the start of your Shabbat, then clearly it's really about the theme and not about, and, and not about yeah, that, it, the it, proximity. So, or you could say it's all, it's all. It's not, it's not close. So, Tosfos thinks this as well. And that's, that's, it's, not, it's not total. Tosfos says, um, give me a second here. Uh, he thinks it's smucha, levarach, shabbat, lechen yishadar, shalei, lahasik, v'dehem. Meaning, it could be that for the Ramban and Rambam, for the Ramban, excuse me, and, and the Ran, it's not, it doesn't, we don't care about the, if you speak, it won't be as big of an issue because it's, he cares more about the theme. Whereas Tosfos, the reason Tosfos emphasizes not to make a hefsik is because the only way to keep it in close proximity is you're not talking and that everything between is part of the bracha. It could be. That's just my own thought. Why am I bringing this all up? Because we, Tosfos points out, what about Elokhina Shamar? Why, what, what, what's going on with that? And Tosfos says, why is that open up with the baracha? And Tosfos says very simply because Elokhina Shama is all sheva, all praise. There is another approach. That's the rush. The rush is no, no. Al Kaina Shama is smucha le baruch to Asher Yatzar. Smucha to Asher Yatzar. Now, how is it smucha to Asher Yatzar? Tosfos might say it's not because you can make Asher Yatzar in every other context. But I think there's another approach one can take, and that is that maybe it is one theme. This is where Salvechik takes. So maybe it is one thing. What's the theme? So he says as follows: He says Asher Yatzar is about praising God for our body. Al Kaina Shama is about praising God for our Nisham, our soul. It's one theme. That we are a body, we are a soul. And these two brachas basically back, are back to back because it's really one bracha. It's one th- it's two brachas. It's really one theme. One theme. The first thing we're doing is praising God for our body and praising God for our soul. There's no difference between them in the sense that it's all on the same, on the same topic. Well, you need a body to hold the soul. So what I want to do now just... What we're doing, huh? Oh, we have uh, the next couple minutes. Is I want to go through not a kind of shum, which is an amazing bracha, by the way. Tomorrow, read it really slowly in English. It's really an amazing bracha. Um, I'm not going to go through it all right now, but Rabbi Salvechi therefore highlights six themes in Ashayatsar and six themes in the kind of shum, which I want to just run through very quickly. I think it just it's, it will help us with our Ashayatsar, what exactly we're doing here. Again, now that we know that one, it's one theme. So he says as follows. Because there are six themes in Ashayatzer. First of all, we say Bechachma. Right? God says, Baruch in wisdom. And he says the greatest example that there's something greater at play in our lives is to look at the wisdom of the human body. To see the wisdom of the human body, the intricacies of the human body. It's, it's just, it's just, it's just that's what we're highlighting there is there's, there's, there's intelligent design. And then he says, it's not just, it's not just um, human, we say Kolbasar. 
we say it's all, all, it's not just Adam, it's all organic and biological life is a testament to the divine. There's a divine wisdom at play. Um, he says, then we say, we say it's revealed before you. What we're saying then, he says, is once we recognize the intelligence of design, we recognize just how, how, how unbelievable the human body is, we also recognize that the miracle, the miracle of life is just how vulnerable we are. As a doctor, you can write testament. You know, if one little hormone is off, that can throw everything away. So we, when we recognize the miracle of life, we recognize how vulnerable we are. We see just how spectacular we are and how, de- how dependent we are. Right, a small rupture in the artery, it's my little crack, a little crack. Doctor, what's the big deal? If there's a pipe in my house, I can let it drip and put a little, uh, a little uh, 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 pail underneath it. And that's what it is. So he writes as follows. He says, the mystery of, of life is known to you. Only you understand it. Meaning what we're saying, we're kind of saying, um, only you understand it. While we live, we don't understand the mystery of life. It's not only death we don't understand. We don't understand life. Okay, then we say uh, we standing in front of you that what we're saying effectively is as follows that scientists can tell you how things are operating but we can never know why things operate that way we, just don't, we don't know the why, the big why question of life and that's what we say stand before you God that maybe I'm looking at this body and understand how it's operating I understand I give you know, person this is not going wrong give them this pill, this is going wrong and get this exercise, we'll never understand the big why that's what we're saying in front of you. We're saying every time we, 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 we say Asher Yatsar, again, we're saying, God, you create look, the intelligent design of our body, of all, of all organic matter. We're saying there's a miracle and a dependency I have on you. A miracle of life equals a dependency I have on you. And we're also saying that, God, only you really understand what's going on here. We can never actually know. Sometimes when the patients ask me questions, I'll say, I can't answer how questions. I can't answer what questions. Yeah, it's the big, right? The, by the way, just on that topic, Rabbi Sachs often wrote, um, he says that science teaches us how to operate. How, science, teaches, or science and secularism teach us how, but religion teaches us what ought to be. Okay, how things are. Right, how, science teaches us how things are, religion teaches us what ought to be. That was, that was the way he phrased it. Then next we say that despite the absurdity of our entire existence, our frailty, the fact that we, you know, we're, we're subject basically to the, to the whims of, of science, but we close the bracha with saying the Shem Hashem, particularly not Elohim, but the Yudkei Vavkei, which implies a personal God. I, I, we asked, yesterday we said, Anochi Hashem, God opens the stars, they were saying, Anochi Hashem, I'm God, using again this very personal name for him to say that I'm the God, I'm your God, who has a personal relationship and connection with you. So we're emphasizing that as well. In closing this bracha, we're saying, despite everything we just said, how frail we are, the absurdity of light, the fact that we're so vulnerable, but God, we're in God's hands. We're in God's hands. You now, as we say, we say in, in Adon Olam, I place my, 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 myself in God's hands. God taking care of us. We can have the confidence we're being sustained by God, even despite the craziness of our existence, despite the absurdity, as the Rabbi says, of our existence. Um, and then we end off, did I not get this number six? Oh, no. And then he says, salvation as well, I want to read the quote. This personal aspect of God is expressed in he who heals flesh. Rofe kolbasar. Rofe, a rofe does not mean a healer. Sorry, doctor. It means a protector, a sustainer of life. I will put none of these diseases upon you, which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the God who sustains and protects you. Right? God called himself a rofe as well in uh, the parish a few weeks ago when he's telling the Jewish people, you'll be fine. 
What do you mean a doctor? Meaning rather, in Hebrew, rofe does not mean to heal in the sense of therapy, of discharging therapeutic functions, but it means to sustain, to protect. And this is ma'afli la'asot, acts wondrously. One whose whole life is a mystery, we have unshakable faith in the endless kindness of God to be our protector. So that's the fifth theme. The sixth theme is that his, we say kol basar again, that his providence is all-inclusive. It's not just limited to man that God has to protect and sustain over all uh, biological existence. Is, has God's protection, God is watching over it. That despite what the doomsdayers say, the world's going to collapse, the world's going to fall apart, Rofe Kolbasa, we have a we have belief that our God, our personal God, that UK Vavke, is always going to protect and sustain the world, no matter what. So that, those are just, again, some themes in our Shriyasa, just to quickly review. God created us with His intelligent design, not just us, everything, that there's a miracle to life, there's also a vulnerability to life, that we stand before God, and we say, God, only you understand how this operates, then we say, despite, again, the absurdity of this vulnerability, we say, we place our hands in, we place ourselves in your hands, God, and God, we say, is a healer, not a healer, it's a sustainer, a protector, and lastly, we say, this, this applies to everything. So those are, again, some themes in Asher Yatsar, which we then said, the flip side to Asher Yatsar is Al-Kain Shama, which I don't want to go through all the themes, although the one piece I want to pull out from here, maybe we'll bring this up again in Elul, is that we say, It's pure. It means it's an incorruptible part of us. We say every day that our soul cannot be corrupted. And the pseudo-personality, if you will, that seems to emerge of, that sins, that does wrong, that's not really us. That's this, you know, our alter ego, if you will. That's our, that's our Mr. Hyde. But our Dr. Jekyll, our, our, our soul is always pure, incorruptible, which means, which equals what we say in the morning, we affirm that tshuva is always possible. Because tshuva means we can return back to the incorruptible neshama that's so deep within us and become pure again. Okay. To sum it all up, we become pure, again. become pure to go back to who we are. So it says our, so again, to, just to go back, we discussed, to be discussed the kind of neshama today. Particularly, we discussed the aspect of bracha smuchel chaverta, the idea that you have to have a bracha, when you ever have a bracha, the next bracha in the right circumstances, not open with a barach. Why is that? Either because it's just piggybacking off the previous one, tosvos, or because it's one theme and there's no need to, there's no need to make it. Um, and then we discuss various instances where this plays out, one being Asha Yatsar and Elkai Shama, which the Rush says it is one bracha. It's our one theme. And Tosvos says, no, it's all about Shevach, so there's no need for it. All right, I wish you all a wonderful week.